If you're new with us, we're in a series called Bounce Back, Bounce Back. And in this series, if you're new with us, here's what we've been talking about. We all have bad days. No matter how much you pray, no matter how much you read the Bible, how much you love God, we all have bad days. Bad days are because we live in a fallen world. And we've been learning that no matter how bad your days are, that you can bounce back if you learn to respond correctly. But we've also learned that if we respond incorrectly, our bad days can turn into bad weeks or bad months or bad years, a bad decade or even a bad life. And we've been studying Jesus and learning some good advice that Jesus teaches us on his worst day Ever. It was about a 12-hour period for Jesus. It was a horrible day before he was crucified on the cross. And on that day, he was beaten. He was whipped. He was falsely accused. He was spit on. He was humiliated. He was rejected. A crown of thorns was placed on his head. He was nailed to an old rugged cross. And while he was on that cross, Jesus, he said, seven powerful statements that we're studying in this series. And from those seven statements, we've already learned the first several weeks. Week one, we learned we need to forgive. On our worst day ever, we need to remember our witness. When we're having bad days, we, we need to remember to love anyways. Last week, we talked about trust God when, we, when you feel abandoned. If you missed one of those weeks, be sure to get on YouTube and watch the message. Today, we're going to look at statement number five of Jesus on the cross, a very bad day. And let's look at what Jesus said in John 19, verse 28. He says, later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. And when Jesus uttered the words, I am thirsty, he was showing his humanity. Let me just give you a little theology that's important to understand about Jesus. Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. He was not 50-50. He was 100% man and 100% God. And because Jesus was human, he was suffering on that cross, and he began to be thirsty. And that moment, because he was a human, it caused Jesus to be vulnerable. It caused him to be transparent, and he asked for help. And even Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect one, the sinless one, he admitted on a bad day that he was thirsty. And so you and I, you know what we have to realize is that no one is so spiritual, so self-sufficient, so strong that they can't make it through a bad day without the help of others. We all need the help of others. But here's the truth. It's not easy to be vulnerable. It's not easy to be transparent and to ask others for help. It actually can go against our own flesh. It can kind of go against our own human nature and our own natural reaction to ask people for help. And we can find ourselves feeling like, no, 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 I'm having a bad day, but I don't want anybody to know. I don't want anybody to know what I'm going through. And I want you to understand this. This has been an issue for humanity all the way back to the very 
beginning with Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve, if you're not familiar with the story, in the book of Genesis, they sinned against God. They ate from the tree in the middle of the garden that they were not supposed to eat from. And when they ate from the tree, their response to a very bad day gives us a picture of why it's difficult for you and me to be vulnerable and transparent on our bad days. And I want you to see this with Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. It says, then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves. Everybody shout, fig leaves. Notice that they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They were hiding. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. I was fearful because I was naked. Notice this again. So I hid. Adam said to God, I was afraid, so I hid. I, I was afraid, so I didn't want to be exposed. I had some fear, so I didn't want to be vulnerable or transparent. I had some fear, so I didn't want to ask for help. I wanted to hide. And when you and I have bad days, our tendency is to allow fear to grip our lives, and we start hiding. There are people even today you find yourself hiding from God. You're hiding because of shame. Maybe you're hiding because of fear and you think God is mad or angry with you. Maybe you're hiding because you're thinking, God, I, I, just, uh, I, I just don't want you to, to, to see what I'm going through, although God sees everything, but you're just kind of, you're just hiding. You're just kind of go, going, God, I just don't want to be close to you right now because of what I'm dealing with, what I'm going through. And we can find ourselves hiding from God. And then because of fear, we can find ourselves hiding from the very people who could help us bounce back. And some of you find yourself hiding from people because of fear. And the Pro Proverbs says this in chapter 29, verse 25, fearing people is a dangerous trap. But trusting the Lord means safety. And on bad days, so many people, they get caught in this dangerous trap of fearing people and they start hiding they're not transparent. They don't open up. They, they don't share what they're really going through. You, you know, some of you did that today. You walked in the church, smiling, looking good. Somebody said, how are you? And you argued all the way to church. It was a horrible week. You kicked the dog on the way to church. And you know what you told them? I'm blessed. I'm doing good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's good to be here. How are you? You know, nobody can know what I'm going through. Nobody can know I'm hurting. Nobody can know I'm lonely. Nobody can know I'm tired. I, I got I to I gotta have my fig leaves. No, no, nobody can know what I'm going through. Nobody can know we're struggling in marriage. Nobody can know my dating life's a mess. Nobody can know that I'm in pain. Nobody can know that I'm flunking the class. Nobody can know that work is horrible right now. I, I, I just want to hide. I, I, I just want to hide from people. And one of the reasons people don't bounce back from bad days is because they pretend like they're not having one. 
And we can hide our bad days. And whenever we do that, they turn into worse days. Now, here's what I want to do today. I, I want to really focus in and help us to bounce back from bad days. You say, Pastor, how do, how, how do we do that? Here's one of the best decisions that you can make is to do what Jesus did. Be vulnerable. Be transparent. It's a bad day, but I'm thirsty. It's a bad day, but I'm, I need your help. It's a bad day, but, 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 but I got to be vulnerable. I want to give you three fears that keep you from doing this. Three fears people get trapped in that keep them from being vulnerable. Number one is this, the fear of being hurt. Fear of being hurt. On bad days, people fall into the dangerous trap of the fear of being hurt. And here's the reality. Every one of us has been hurt in the past. The reality is this. If you love someone, if you're married, if you're in a relationship, if you have children, if you work a job, if you go to school, if you're a boss or an employee, you have been hurt. And here's what people start to do. We get hurt by people and we start thinking, I'm not opening, opening up to anybody because they're going to hurt me. I'm going to stay covered up. How many of you can agree with your pastor that you live long enough, you start figuring out people are crazy? Who knows what I'm talking about? Uh, people crazy. We all got a little crazy in us. And, and, and we just start, I don't want, I, I can't open up. I, 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 don't, I don't want anybody to know what I'm going through because they, they might hurt me, so I want to cover up. And then, and then you meet certain people. It's like they went to growth track, and they took the spiritual gift assessment test, and, and they think their spiritual gift is to hurt you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, you met anybody like that? It's like their spiritual gift is just to get on your nerves and to hurt you. Anybody sitting by somebody like that, don't lift your hand, just wink at me. I mean, it's just like their spiritual gift is just to, it's just to hurt you. And you think, I'm not opening up to anybody. I'm not being transparent with anybody because they may hurt me. And I know some of you are right there today. And here's what I want you to know. You can't stay there. I know that you're there. You're thinking, I don't want to open up. I don't want to be vulnerable to anybody. But you can't stay there because hiding never helps your life. The psalmist said in Psalms 32 and verse number 3, I, I love this out of the message paraphrase. It says this in Psalms 32 verse 3. It says, when I kept it all inside, when I was hiding everything, my bones turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. The pressure never let up. All the juices of my life dried up. Then I let it all out. I said, I'll make a clean breast of my failures to God. Suddenly, the pressure was gone, and the enemy of your soul wants you to believe that everybody's going to hurt you. Everybody's going to do you wrong, so you better not open up. Don't, don't you tell anybody what you're going through. Don't you ask anybody for help. You better keep it all on the inside, and whenever you do this, you start dying on the inside. You actually hurt yourself when you hide your hurts and hang-ups. You hurt yourself when you deny your depression and despair. You hurt yourself when you bury your bitterness and bad days. And it does more damage to you to cover up your areas than to actually reach out and to ask for help. And the psalmist said, when I let it all out, 
the pressure was gone. Something on the inside shifted for the good when I opened up and let it all out. And, and I know this. Please hear your pastor. Please hear my heart. I know this is not easy. I know that I'm talking to people who have been uh, deeply hurt. You've been hurt by friends. You've been hurt by family. You've been hurt by boyfriend or girlfriend, a marriage, a, an ex. You, you, you've been hurt by people at work. You've been hurt by school. Some of you at school right now, and people have hurt you and ganged up on you, and you're hurting. Some of you have been hurt by the church. And you're thinking, I, I'm, not, I'm not opening up. I'm not telling anybody about what I'm going through. But if you do that, you have to understand that bad days turn into worse days if you hide. If you hide behind the fig leaves, so many people don't bounce back because they're living in hiding. Notice what James says in James chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, therefore confess. Notice that word confess your sins. Some translation says confess your faults to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Confess so you can be healed. Confess so you can be healed. Confess so you can be healed. I know it's incredibly hard to open up, but your healing is in your revealing. Your healing is in your revealing. I, I could share with you several times in my life that it was very difficult to open up. I've been hurt. And I can think back to one of the most difficult times, and I've shared this story before. I'm not going into details today. But I was sexually abused at age 13, and I've not ever talked to my parents about it. My dad's in his 80s, never talked to him about it. My mom went to her grave and, and is in the presence of the Lord today. But I never talked to her about it. I kept it to myself. And I remember sitting in the car with Tiffany almost 25, 26 years ago. And we were engaged to be married. And I was wrestling with, do I tell her? Do I, do I, do I open up? Do I tell her? Well, I decided that night I was going to tell her. And it took everything within me to open up my life and to say I was sexually abused. And I didn't go into a lot of details that night. I wasn't ready. But can I tell you, when I opened up, my healing began with my revealing. Like my, my healing began. It, that was the day my healing began as, as I began to reveal. And I want you to understand your healing becomes from your revealing. Proverbs 28 and verse 13 says people who conceal, they hide behind the fig leaves. People who conceal their sins and their junk will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. It can be hard to be vulnerable, but, you're, but, vulnerable, but understand this, your blessing is in your confessing. It's important to understand that you will not prosper if you hide. Number two is this. Number two is this. The fear of being hurt. Number two is this fear of rejection. On bad days, we fall into the trap of the fear of rejection. People don't open up because they think, if I open up, if I get real with you, you might reject me. And rejection comes in so many shapes 
and sizes. There, there are different types of rejection that can cause us to hide. There's family rejection. Anybody besides me ever been rejected by family? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I can remember one time I picked up the phone to call a family member to check on them. And I called them and they cussed me out. It's like, I don't know if I need to call you again. It wasn't even true. It was a misunderstanding. I, and it, what they were cussing me out about wasn't even accurate. But it was just, it was rejection. It, and, and then not only is there family rejection, but there's social rejection. Maybe friends or at the workplace or at school, just socially, at the ball game, at the social outing. There can just be social rejection. I don't fit in. I, I, these people don't like me. Social rejection. And then there's relationship rejection. Anybody ever been rejected by, in a relationship by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse? You've just been rejected in a relationship. And here's what I know about rejection. I know it personally, and I know it for pastoring all of these years, and that is rejection stings. Rejection hurts. It can feel personal. It can chip away our ability to trust people again. And so we can find ourselves hiding behind the fig leaves just like Adam and Eve. And I, I want you to just hear this again. Well, I want to read this verse again. Adam and Eve just, just hiding and, and don't, don't, don't want to be rejected. In Genesis 3 verse 7, then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. They were, they were vulnerable. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Adam and Eve were naked and unafraid before sin entered the world. But once sin entered the world, they, 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 the first thing, I want you to catch this, the immediate thing they did was to start hiding. Was to start, now I don't want you to see all of me. I don't want to be vulnerable. You might reject me. I got to hide myself because you might not like me. I've got to hide because I may not fit in. And it's real for all of us. One of the things that keeps us from being vulnerable and asking for help is the fear of rejection. I want you to see a third fear, a third fear, and that is the fear of image. I think this is huge in our culture, the fear of image. On bad days, people fall into the trap of the fear of image, and image keeps people in hiding. I'm not going to be vulnerable to others because of the fear of they may look at me and think, oh, man, something's wrong with them. They may look down on me. They may look at me differently if I open up. If I really open up, they may think less of me. See, being vulnerable and asking for help, people think it may cause me to lose my status. You don't understand where I live. You, you don't understand where I work. You don't understand who knows me. You don't, you don't understand my business. You, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm a manager. I'm a leader. I can't open up. I, I just might lose my status. So I'm going to stay in hiding. Even Jesus' status was mocked on the cross. They were saying things like this to Jesus. If you're the son of of God will come off the cross. If you're the son of God, I mean, if you're really the son of God, tell us who hit you. I mean, if you're the son of God, why are you even thirsty? Have you ever heard these kind of statements? I mean, real men don't cry. Big girls don't cry. Real men or women don't share their feelings. You know, you don't, you don't share all of that. A strong man or woman doesn't need to be vulnerable. It's for those weak people. 
Oh, here, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. Our family doesn't share our problems. We, we leave that in the family. We, we, don't, we, we don't share any of our business. I mean, if you're really strong, if you're a strong woman, you're a strong man, you don't, you don't show any level of weakness. You better be tough. You better not let them see you sweat. You better, you better always have it together. And we all have this in us. We all have fig leaf leaves part of our lives. We don't want anybody to see. Because we think if people really saw me, they may think less of me. If they really saw me, they may not respect me. If they really, if they saw what I was really going through, if they saw the marriage problem, the relationship problem, if they saw my mental state of mind, if they, if they really knew what I was struggling with, with my children, with my parents, if they really knew, they, I, they, they just might look down on me and I might lose my status. So I'm going to cover up with these fig leaves. And here's what the enemy does. The devil's so sly. He starts whispering in your ear. Some of you hear him whispering. That you better not tell anybody. They'll leave you if they knew. If you open up, I, you know you hear, you better, I know you hear pastor, but that's not for you today. That's just, that's just somebody else. If you open up and tell your business, they, they won't respect you. You, you, better be, you better cover up to keep your reputation. And understand this about fig leaves. Fig leaves, they will cover up your issues, but they won't heal your issues. And people spend all of their energy and all of their time working to pretend and to cover up instead of reaching out for help so they can bounce back in life. Here's what I want to do. This is so critical. Here's, here's what I want to do. I don't like just to preach to your Sundays. I want to preach to your Mondays. I want to help you today to live this out so that you can bounce back in life. Pastor, how do I become vulnerable? How do I do this? Well, we got to do what Jesus did. We've got to be willing to be transparent. I'm thirsty. I need some help. How do we do it? Number one is this. Be vulnerable and transparent with God. You got to do this. You got to be vulnerable and transparent with God. Notice this in Genesis chapter 3, verse number 9. When God is in the garden with Adam and Eve, they've sinned. They're, they're hiding. They're covering up. It says, then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. I was vulnerable. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you to hide? Who told you to cover up? Who told you to stop being vulnerable? The Lord God asked, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman. You gave me. Who gave me that fruit to eat? It was that woman. God, 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 God asked Adam, where are you? And whatever God the omnipotent one, the omniscient one, whenever God asks us a question, it's never for his benefit. It's always for ours. Adam, where are you? And God is asking many of us the same question today. Where are you? Do you know where you are? Adam said, yes, I'm hiding. I'm afraid. I'm naked. 
I was vulnerable. And today, you need to be honest with God. God, I'm, I'm hiding from you. I'm covering up with these fig leaves. I don't want anybody to know what I'm going through. And then Adam went on and got more vulnerable with God. And Adam went on to say, it's that woman you gave me. Oh, snap. It's the first marriage problems. Come on. How many know what I'm talking about? Hey, it was fireworks. Come on. Eve looked back at Adam and said, you fish out, fool. Why are you black? Huh? I didn't grab your mouth and make you chew. Nah. But, but, but what I love about this is Adam was being real with God. He was sharing his feelings. He was sharing what he was thinking. And some of you need to be real with God. God, I'm hiding right now because it's that man you gave me. I'm hiding right now. It's that woman you gave me. I'm hiding right now. It's them kids you gave me. I'm hiding right now. It's that job you gave me. I'm hiding right now because some of my family, you know what they did. I'm hiding right now because you know what happened in that last marriage. I'm hiding right now because you know I'm dealing with depression. I'm hiding right now because you know in school right now it's tough and my grades are not going good and I don't even want anybody to know I'm hiding right now. That's why I got these fig leaves on. You got to be transparent with God. Your healing starts with your revealing. Number two is this. Be vulnerable and transparent with some friends. Notice, let's look back in James chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other. Come on, would you shout each other? Yeah, somebody write that in the chat line, each other. That's so key, to each other. Then it says, this, this is key, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous, if you have a paper Bible, circle the word righteous. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. There, there are two things I want you to see in this verse, two insights. The first is this, we all need some each others, all of us. It doesn't say, well, when you get so spiritual, you just stop confessing to one another. No, 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 all of us, we all need each other. Nobody can heal all by themselves. Nobody can bounce back all by themselves. So scripture says, confess to each other so you can be healed. Your healing happens in your revealing. I want you to see a second thing from this verse, and that is the second thing is, are each others need to be spiritual? The people that you confess to, that you open up to, that you're vulnerable with, need to be have spiritual maturity, spiritual depth. They need to have biblical wisdom to counsel you and to be able to pray for you. Notice that verse says that the prayer of a righteous person, you got to confess to the right people. Some of you are not healing because you're confessing to the wrong people. You're getting bad counsel. You're talking to folks. You're opening up to folks that are hurting you, not helping you. you got to have people that have spiritual maturity, biblical wisdom, biblical counsel that can pray for you and help you when you're going through a struggle. you got to have some spiritual friends, a spiritual family that can walk with you and help you during a difficult season. It's key. 
you got to have some family friends. I know not all of you have some, but some of you got some family members that love the Lord. They know the word of God. They're not going to put all your business on the street. Open up to a family friend that will pray for you, that will walk with you. You got some family friends, open up. Help, they'll help you bounce back. One of my family friends is my wife. She loves God. She has spiritual depth. She has biblical wisdom. And I open up. And I remember the time I didn't open up. It didn't go well for me. I remember several years ago, I thought I was having a heart attack. And I was having a lot of pain in my chest and numbness down my arm and lightheaded. And it's about 2 o'clock in the morning. I just knew I'm about to die. And I leaned over to Tiffany trying to play cool. I said, hey, babe, um, um, I, um, I'm going to drive myself to the heart hospital, but I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Tiffany looked at me and said, okay. <laughs> and I drove myself to the heart hospital. That wasn't good. You, you got to be real. You got to open up. You got to be transparent. You don't have to be Montio man or Montio woman. You, listen, you've got to open up the family friends. Find some small group friends. That's why we believe in small groups so much around here at People's Church. It is critical to you bouncing back. It's critical to your healing that you have some small. But some of you, your problem is you got the wrong friends. Well, you know, I, I open up as my boys back in high school, but don't none of them live for God. Like, you've got to have some people that know the Lord and know the, know the word of God that you get counsel from. And you've got to have a small group that can counsel you. I just talked to one of my small group friends just a couple of weeks ago. And we sat down and we talked. And we just, we just asked each other, how are you doing? How are you doing in marriage? Are you looking at any pornography? You're reading your Bible, praying. We opened up. And we talked. And thank God we're both doing great. We're both doing good. But it's that kind of friendship. That we can be vulnerable, that we can be real, that we got each other's backs. We're praying for one another. We want to we wanna make it for the long haul, serving Jesus with great integrity. So we ask each other the real question. you got to have some small group. you got to get in a small group. That's why we have them get in a small group and get some spiritual friends. And let me say this, not just a small group, but have some church friends. I mean, right here in church, right on a Sunday, there are people here that will have your back. There are some people that get on a dream team. There are some folks on a dream team that will pray for you right there before you serve. What you going through, child? You look like you about to cry. Let's pray. They'll go to God for you in prayer. But oftentimes we come to church week after week. We sit in the same seats. We know the people that sit around us. Some of you, some of you slip in early and leave on late. Slip in late and leave early. My hope is that you actually know some people that sit next to you. You can say, would you pray with me today? I'm struggling today. I want to set some, pe some people free today because some of you need to understand something about people's church. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be okay. You don't have to have it all together. Matter of fact, I'm going to set somebody free today. Just look at your neighbor right now. Just look at them. Just come on. Just look at your neighbor. Let me tell you something. They look good, don't they? Uh, but they got issues. Oh, yeah, they got issues. I know you don't know them, but they got issues. They got some serious issues right now, today. Find your second choice. Look at your other neighbor. Come on, your second choice. Yeah, they look good, don't they? They look all good, all made up. Mm. They got issues. They got real issues. They are not perfect. They don't have it all together. 
They need help just like you need help. Because needing help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of humanity. It's a sign of being human that you need help. But the enemy wants you to believe you're the only one. You're the only one with problems in here today. You're the only one struggling today. It's a lie from the enemy. Take off the fig leaves and reach out to some church friends, small group friends, family friends. I love what the scripture says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, out the message version. It says, we refuse to wear masks and play games. Whether we keep everything we do and say, say out in the open, the whole truth on display so that those who want to can see. And today I'm encouraging my church family, refuse to keep wearing masks, refuse to keep hiding behind fig leaves. I know it's not easy, but get you some friends, get in a small group, be vulnerable, be transparent. Your healing comes from your revealing. Number three is this, number three is this, application. Be vulnerable and transparent with some mentors. Some of you will see a breakthrough if you'll get some mentors in your life. You're going to bounce back. You need some friends, but you also need some mentors you can be transparent with. You need some people who are further along than you, who are wiser than you, who are more successful than you, who have a proven track area in areas of your life that you're weak in. One of the best ways to bounce back and to grow in your life is to surround yourself with some mentors. If your marriage is on the rocks, find a marriage, that lo- a couple that loves God, that's been married for years. Say, so would you help us? Help us. If you're dating and, and your dating life's a mess, find somebody that loves God, more seasoned than you. Maybe they're in the dating stage, but maybe they're married. And you can go, would you give me some advice? I admire your marriage. You've been married for years. Would you give me some dating? I need some help. Mentor. You'll bounce back with some mentors. Maybe your children are out of control. Find some parents. We've got some great parents around this church. Find some parents and say, listen, I see how your kids are doing. I see how they're turning out. Would you, would you, can I spend some time with you and ask you some questions about what you're doing to parent your kids? Get some mentors. If your life, if your finances are upside down, find some financial mentors who are further along than you. Get enough financial small group and go, would you help me? Would you help me with my finances? What are you doing? I want to learn from you. I'm telling you, it's a game changer for your life. If maybe you lost a loved one to death and you're grieving and you're hurting. Maybe somebody betrayed you and you're hurting on the inside. Would you find somebody who's a little wiser than you? They've lost a loved one. They've been betrayed, and you know it. But you say, would you mentor me? Would you help me through this? What did you do? One of the secrets to my life is my mentors. My mentors. I'm where I am today because I submit my life, and I'm vulnerable, and I'm transparent with my mentors. And I get mentored in my relationship, my marriage, parenting, my finances, my pastoring, my leadership, I'm mentored. And it'll change your life if you'll get you some mentors.